Okay, all right. Uh, welcome. Uh, this is take two. <laughs> take two. <laughs> take two. Take two. I don't have the, uh, the I don't top. have the clapboard, the Hollywood clapboard, but snap. Yeah, they still do that, man. We need to bring the clapboard back. We need to bring it back, man. I just want to carry one of those around. Uh, not even filming anything at all, not being on the set of a film, but you know, I just want to carry it around and use it in front of people when they're eating dinner at restaurants and the library. You know. Yeah, let's run this back. I don't like what you're doing here. Hey, run it back, run it back. Turn that page one more time. Yeah. Turn that page one more time. Read that page again. Um, yeah, this is our second attempt at trying to understand the events of this week. We recorded two entire hours yesterday and weren't ultimately satisfied with the results. So we're going to try this again. Um, also, too, I think... Uh, I think uh, for all of you listeners out there, anyone paying attention, if you're not living under a rock, uh, just the the the, the uh, horror of events, depravity upon depravity, the concentric circles, the Dante's Inferno of hell that we're in right now, it was just uh, it's a little bit like staring into the abyss, man. So, uh, you know, we're trying it again, you know. Well, the the thing is, is like yesterday we tried to record to talk about the things that happened this week, and it felt like very scattered and without any kind of like cohesion or coherence it was reactive was is what it was yeah we, we were reacting to events that had already happened um on top of other events that had already happened in quick succession yeah yeah and also in the midst of a weird sort of like revisionist effort to basically move on from the bombing of the hospital and i was seeing a lot of people saying like we can't get bogged down in this one single event at the expense of everything else and i agreed but i also felt like yesterday like that was an interesting case study in how propaganda works how history gets written also how war happens and just the dehumanization of people etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think we were dancing around some things and we kind of like started getting toward to them towards the very end but all the things that we were kind of dancing around became singularly it, it all became pulled together in a narrative a cohesive narrative once i an saw an unalloyed narrative yeah, an unalloyed nor narrative once the once i saw the biden address to the nation <laughs> oh man well it's also like he had this address to the nation last night and he mentioned the hospital bombing and the way that he did it was very, very bizarre. The whole thing was very bizarre. Uh, but he said, I'm heartbroken by the tragic loss of Palestinian life, including the explosion at the hospital in Gaza, which was not done by the Israelis. And the way he phrased it, like it. Ass it was almost like you know, like if you could see it in text there was an asterisk or like quotations totally. around it or it was underscore it was underlined or something like that it was very it was almost like a sketch comedy delivery you know what i mean like a wink nod kind of you know well the whole thing was very jarring and and out of sorts kind of and we talked about this yesterday too the kind of distancing from reality that gets done and the kind of like mental disassociation you you find yourself in the sort of like mass psychosis you find yourself in and how multiple times over the past week i found myself walking right back up to that line and feeling the paranoia and the psych psychosis but it all became kind of crystallized in that speech and 
I think that like I think there's a few things that I have to say about it. One of which is like I don't want to freak anybody out or like get any, you know, sort of like alarmist or hype I am prone to alarmism and hyperbole, but uh <laughs> It very much seems to me that, like, when the establishment and the media starts running, like, the mind war program, like, the WMD mind war program to basically rewrite history right in front of you and to tell you that you didn't just see what you just saw, generally the point of that, the objective is to get you so freaked out and vulnerable that you do one of two things. You either enlist in the army because we're going to war <laughs> or you good luck with that yeah or you become a kook you become um like a counterculture hippie you you know what i mean like you uh, grow the dreads out and burn your draft card and mm. all of which is to say that like i've received reports from friends saying that they've received notification from the defense department that troops may be deployed as early as november 1st i have friends living in connecticut saying that they've been hearing military planes moving a lot like it feels very much like the united states is gearing up for war well well you, you know one thing that he said terrence that um that i think he said it explicitly last night and this is just the craziest oxymoron that i've ever heard he said the arsenal of democracy right this is when he's talking about like all the bombs and shit like that that are made in you know american factories and in america by american hands which all of to me sounded very fascistic, you know what I mean? Like you're gearing up this war machine, you know, with corporate, you know, uh, resources and whatnot. But I, I don't know. It's like, I remember that quote that we talked about yesterday, that, uh, that phrase that him and Janet Yellen had said, that we can fight two wars at the same time. We can absolutely you know, afford two wars with at said. the same time. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you said. You were saying it too. It's like it's like we're the United States, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he said that exactly. two days ago. Well, he said it last night. He's, he's like, what if we walked away? You know, we are the essential nation. That's what he had said. What if we walked away? We are the essential nation. Something, too, that I think is, is interesting about him sort of echoing American-made and all that stuff, sort of conjuring images of Rosie the Riveter and, you know, our manufacturing contributing to the war effort at a time when these mass unionization efforts are happening, like almost trying to sort of... I don't know if, um, you know, sort of bring them into the fold or whatever is the right or word. Co-opt, or co-opt maybe, co-opt that But late, trying late, to you know. co-opt that late, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've heard of people getting fired from the SCIU, uh, from other organ unions. Like, this is a moment where potentially all the gains that people say we've made in the labor movement and everywhere could immediately become wiped out. Because when this country goes to war, it's a real fucking thing. I mean, like, I, I kind of, again, last night everything kind of became sort of crystal clear. But, like, what disturbed me so much, other than 500 people just getting murdered and everybody basically having to, ref uh, basically having to dance around who was culpable for that. And debate, debate minutiae yeah. and obfuscate, like, the what actually happened and is happening, right? What what threw me then, what, like, absolutely fucked me up was the realization that they were running, basically, the WMD playbook. And, again, I, I think that is... 
again, I mean, I could be being alarmist about this, but it just feels very much like they're not fucking around. And the implications for that could be immense. I mean, it could be, I mean, I don't even know if I should be saying this on a public show, but we could be looking at a Vietnam situation, like a 68 situation where like all the contradictions held in society become too much even down to like the micro individual level because like i said i have received multiple messages from people like why do you think you can weigh in on this like this has nothing to do with america blah 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 the people who think that like oh you're suddenly an expert in poli sci and at the same time though you are seeing a widespread support it's not public yet a lot of it is still subversive because people are afraid to say anything about it but cbs released a poll that said majority of democrats don't support sending aid to israel uh yeah that was glaring man and then in fact if like it's kind of inverse it's like you know a little more than half support sending aid into gaza and stuff which is probably the first time that israel's been dealt that kind of blow like publicly you know i i don't i I don't know my context on that is limited just i guess based on where i'm at because i'm (laughs) surrounded by people that think that israel is this immutable thing that's going to usher in the second return of christ so (laughs) yeah my dad is a little skewed on the matter Uh you know where i'm at but my hunch is that um that uh that sort of advantage that Israel holds in the court of public opinion is starting to get a little more on balance. And I think that's probably why you see them flailing so much and, and, and even their own sort of uh, noted batshit propaganda going to like DEFCON 5. Well, this is, this is kind of what I'm getting at. Like this could be another Vietnam type situation in which you've got like the hardliners in the administration at the very top Basically because of ideological commitments at this point. Because we have entered a sort of end game. Because like we've pulled the drain stopper on the drain and everything is now spiraling into it. But like I think that you are I mean, this is kind of unverified, but Huffington Post released a story about how there's mass dissent at the State Department, uh, like mass um, division and frustration with the higher ups. One of them even resigned and we talked about that on you know we talked about that yesterday and i think Um, there's a memo right there's a there's a memo that they're passing around right that's like a dissent memo is what it it is yes dissent cable yeah and and the thing is is a lot of these people they just don't there's there's several different things going on one of which is they don't really understand what we even get out of israel anymore like ostensibly they are a market for us to dump a bunch of military hardware but like the colonial benefit isn't the same as it was 40 30 even 20 years ago especially after 9 11 you have to understand like israel was israel was crucial to our running of uh islamic jihad like you know militant islam islamists before and after 9 11 um and because that's not really like an axis of resistance against empire anymore like and the, also, too, to that point, Saudi Arabia is probably a more valuable ally in that regard anyway, if that's something that yeah. is still yeah. 
Yeah. You know. So it's like as a real politic thing, a lot of these <laughs> as themselves this you know, the biggest sponsors of that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> they they would just have more intimate knowledge. Right. <laughs> well and like as a real politic thing, we're not getting as much out of it anymore. But also because of the changing nature of like the global uh where power is located globally, who gets to decide how and where capital flows what currency reserves are uh, used in the majority of uh, exchanges and commercial activity. I mean, honestly, it kind of looks to me, and again, I'm I'm not trying to um, freak anybody out, but it seems very much like Russia's kind of trying to make a play. It kind of yeah. seems like they're trying to make a play. Like, I don't think that they'll succeed. They, ba- they can barely fucking get in any ground in Ukraine, really. Mm. But there is a, and again, after watching the speech last night, they're they're basically they're like how the Rolling Stones come out at like eighty nine years old and play all their oldest hits. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they were do. Biden did that last night with like yeah the Rosie the Riveter shit, the Axis of Evil shit. It's like all the greatest oh, re- American recentering hits. America as like you know as yeah. this, um, this shiny beacon in the world. You know you know what I was thinking of too, man. Um, but it's so hollow. It, it's it's hollow, but it's like it's it's. I was thinking of uh, we were talking in the chat, I think, the other day, and I think Tom, you were asking something like, you know, I forgot exactly what we were talking about. Like, I, I think it was like, uh, you know, this um, whether it was Russia, Ukraine, or whether it was this kind of specter of like jihadism, right, from like uh, from the Iraq War in nine eleven, and like I don't know, I was thinking listening to his speech last night that it was like very. I think the words like haunt, like hauntology was very hauntological, right? It was, was playing upon all of these like biggest, greatest hits that we already know, right? And at a time in which the uni the unipolar, I guess, like makeup of the world is shifting, like you were saying, Terrence, of of power, right, is shifting. And there are non-government actors, there are um um independent states that don't have to look to the United States anymore, either for support, for money or even for any influence, right? And they can, like, kind of, like, either, I don't know, align with Russia or with China, you know? So it's like, last night, it was this, when he said, we are the essential nation, it was, like, kind of that recentering, you know? Yeah. As like, as, and, and I, I don't know, that kind of, like, again, to me, is, like, just echoing back on, I guess, I didn't even think about the Vietnam War, but, like, 9-11, right, as well, you know? And sort of, like, uh, what did what did the axis of evil, you know? Except, I guess, with Hamas and Putin, like, you know, was it like I'm saying the dash the perestroika duo, guess, you know? of terror? The perestroika of terror. Something, I mean, just to sort of tie in a little local flavor, what it reminds me of, and again, this is a crude example. It's a classic Tom Sexton crude example. <laughs> Terrence, you mentioned, you mentioned, like, what do we get out of this sort of patronage to Israel now? And it almost feels a little bit like the war on coal era in Kentucky. It's like like people in like in leadership in Kentucky, what the fuck do they get out of the coal industry now? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yet there's this unrepentant loyalty yeah. to it. That's you a, know what I mean? That's an interesting comparison, actually, because it does seem like historically, once things do enter their their proverbial end game, the the people who were the biggest ideological boosters of it, or the the fossils that are still hung over from the era when it was the biggest game in town, mm-hmm. they have to remain ideologically committed to it in a way that really doesn't make any sense. So, like you, 
like what really scares me, what really terrifies me is that you have, we talked about this yesterday, the Knesset member, Ofer, uh, I always forget his fucking last name, the one who was basically banned from Israeli Knesset for criticizing the war government in Israel. And he's presumably that, like, a democratically elected guy, and he's just been. Yeah. Yeah. Exiled. <laughs> yeah. And they, like he was saying that like they openly talk at the highest reaches of government about a final solution. And you've got them preparing to send ground troops into Gaza. You've got even fucking U.S. Congress, U.S. senators like fucking John Fetterman saying do what they Israel should be able to do what they need to do to get the job done. And it's like, like he's a 1980s action superhero. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. This is a fucking like, you know, just get the, shut the fuck up, man. Let me send this motherfucker back to the sad ward at Walter Reed for fuck's sake. Yeah, maybe you're depressed, John, because you're fucking more than <laughs> bankrupt. I'm sorry, yeah. I want to go there. As somebody that deals with depression himself. I know that's vulgar. No, dude. God that damn, gives you, man. That actually gives you the opportunity. That gives yeah, you the I, opportunity I can, to I speak can on say it. it because I suffer from I can say it, motherfucker. Myself. I can say it. <laughs> yeah. I also... Um, so, like, I think that... I think that, like, what we're witnessing is the kind of... The advanced, accelerated, decayed version of... What everyone has been kind of like waiting and expecting for the longest time. The unfortunate thing is that, as we pointed out yesterday, all global leaders are either literally senile, uh, completely moronical, or utterly and morally evil and depraved. Like, like um, more, more so than you would have to be to hold that position, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, like. I mean, like I said yesterday, in 61, we came a hair's, you know what I mean, a hair's width away from fucking nuclear war. And those were sane and rational people. And there's something I've always thought about that Khrushchev told Kennedy during that. Like, he said, the, the famous quote is always that, like, you and I are at two ends of a rope, and between us is a knot. And once we begin untying that knot, there's no tying it back. And I feel like that's he was describing a historical process that I feel like we are now in. We have untied the knot and there is no in the minds of these people like like Biden and the topper Blinken and the you know upper echelons of like government. Like we have com- pot committed ourselves to uh, Israel as an idea, but also as an ideological principle. As we mentioned yesterday, Israel is a fundamental building block of ideology in America both from Protestants and Catholics and, I mean, all uh, across the board. I mean, um, Democrats, Republicans, it is a fundamental part of being an American, is supporting Israel. Israel's right to exist, affirming Israel's right to exist. And not only Israel's right to exist, but Israel's right to just murder anyone and everyone they so please, to the extent that, like, we were talking about yesterday— when the the first 15 30 minutes after they bombed that hospital when everybody knew that they bombed the hospital before the propaganda machine kicked into gear and mm-hmm. everybody had to sort of obfuscate the details you had Kathy Hochul coming out and saying well Israel has a right to defend itself like they've yeah. already fucking excused the bombing of mosques, hospitals, schools, everything that they've been doing yeah, over the last they're, few they're, days. They're, yeah, they're under no impression that Israel didn't bomb like the the hospital. Like they know that already, right? Yeah. They're very much aware, aware of that, right? I think the thing is, and the reason why they have to they have to 
uh, pretend that they didn't, and why Biden put it in his speech last night, and why you can't just gloss it <laughs> As over. As just set a, sort of a quick aside. It was. So yeah, I mean, it was like it, it was, was a it was quick aside. Like it done by Israel, by the way. By the way. Like he, deli- <laughs> he delivered, yeah, by the way, asterisk. The actions of Hamas terrorists don't take that right away. Like so many other, I'm heartbroken by the tragic loss of Palestinian life, including the explosion at the hospital in Gaza, which was not done by the Israelis. It was so, so, I don't know, man. That, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of an old parlance. We don't use it anymore. But, like, you want to talk about, like, Joker mode, man. As soon as I heard that. <laughs> yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't that I, it wasn't that I expected him to say anything different. It was the manner in which it was delivered. That it, was almost, so... it almost made him come out and pop out of the screen. It made you, like, objectively, like, almost just be like, it took you out, right? It took you out of a current moment. You know what I mean? We had to be like, why did he say it like that? It, Who did he mean by that? Does he know? Uh, uh, listen, uh, while we're bagging on the gerontocracy, Bernie Sanders shares in this too. Let's not forget. Oh my he, god! To- totally fucking punting on this. And did you see the thing from from the Hassan stream the other day when that Ofer Kasif, I think, is his yeah, last name, yeah. mm-hmm. the Knesset guy, said that he'd reached out to Sanders personally, yep. and he wouldn't even take a meeting with him. He reached out to him about escalating pogroms of Palestinians in the West Bank. I mean, he he was basically saying, like, something is about to explode. Yep. Like, this has gotten out of hand to the extent that you have regular settler pro- pogroms of Palestinians in the West Receiving Bank. Receiving gun, yeah. I mean, it's like, and instead of taking we're, we're, a meeting with him, he sent a staffer. Yeah, weren't there, Terrence? Weren't there? Wasn't there? I think um, um, a, Kine- a Knesset from a, from a official politician handing out guns from the it United was. States to settlers. Yep. You know, out of like a fucking crate, dog. <laughs> I mean, we said this yesterday, um, but if you are an Israeli citizen, I cannot stress it enough. They do not give a fuck about your life. No. They only want your semen. They just yeah. want your nuts. They like you want your eggs and your sperm because they need to they preserve your progeny. Yes. Well, <laughs> and I think I think in fairness, I think people understand that just based on how unpopular this government is. It kind of reminds me of like kind of like you you mentioned it yesterday, Terrence, when we on take one, but like the sort of animating factor of us. Uh, you know, coming around the Palestinian cause was WMDs and the legacy of the lies that led up to the Iraq War right. and everything. And I think people living in Israel are kind of having that same moment with their own sort of extreme right-wing government and stuff like that. So Yeah. Well, um, you know, I... Uh, so, like... So, so like we had Biden's speech, right? I think one of the things that was so also so stunning about that speech was like how sanitized and dumbed down everything was. And again, that's when the alarm bells kind of started going off. That like this is pure propaganda. That is, and 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 it's done in a way. The way that it, the reason that it feels like a farce is that it's done in a way to reassure you to say like this is 
this is old man wisdom united states speaking down to you like an fdr fireside this is chat uncle Sa- this is uncle sam uncle literally sam, uncle sam right. himself speaking yes to and saying that like the world is a scary place but believe me the united states is important and we've got it all under control and you see his stretched back fucking skin and like his plugs yeah and like liver spots and shit yeah, yeah. just the whole the whole image and also, also another weird thing was the person doing um, ASL, uh, ASL, yeah. and like her facial expressions were meant to convey the emotions that Biden was basically also conveying of reassurance, of comfort, yes. of paternalism. Paternalism. Yeah, and and it was anything but that, and it was it was so like war hungry, bellicose, bloodthirsty, and sanitized. That, like that's why I could only keep coming back around to like the fact like is are we going to war? I mean it seems very much like they're trying to prime the population for some sort of a conflict like that. Um, and again, this is why I compared it to Vietnam because you can already see like in the ranks of both corporate America and the bureaucracies and even in our day-to-day lives this does not split out as like evenly and cohesively as every other um issue that we've had to face over the last 10 years like black lives matter and lgbtq attacks on lgbt you know what i'm saying like yeah in fact democrats we're democrats i'm not saying they've taken a stand right but you know what I mean? They've they've tried to performatively write like um you know voice um um support right yeah. or advocacy for these issues right. Well, well, let's also just remember too that like this is this is kind of a historical trend when you have an unpopular incumbent beating the war drums. It has traditionally been a recipe to win re-election because pe- like you know the U.S. general population doesn't really like to shake things up during wartime. They would rather just let them you know, stay the course or whatever. I think, I think this could be Joe Biden hearkening back like, well, we got to get in something because that's my only play here because I've been such an abject failure. The difference is, is I think we could see that trend upended here just based on how these trends are skewing. I think Joe Biden's in for a rude awakening and the, and I think us by extension, because we're going to get something Really, really bad on the other side well, of this. It could yeah. be bad, but at the same time, man, I mean, so if you game it out, yes, it could be very bad because all of the ingredients are there for maybe some sort of like strong man or maybe even a military coup that might have to happen in America because yeah. <laughs> look at the gerontocracy. Look at the fact that they don't even really know what they're doing or why they're doing it. They're on autopilot. They're, yes, like they're they're slotted into the grooves of history at this point and they're kind of just like moving towards where they think they should go. And if you... If you look at if you step back and look at it though, the what he was doing last night was both rhetorically and literally saying that like this is all part of a larger foreign policy program that the United States has to invest in to basically shore up our entire post-World War II both economic order and geopolitical order. He said it in the speech. Why should you as an American care about this? Because it means better jobs. He literally yeah. said that. And so the whole thing here is that yeah, he's is. trying to say we have to go to war to procure better jobs yeah. think about that for a second <laughs> I mean, some people have some people somewhere else have to die 
<laughs> you know what I mean? In order for you to prosper. But that's know? not tenable. That's not going to work. Because well, you know, what they're saying, well, what they're, what he's saying in that, and I'll finish up in, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm taking way too long. But what he said was we have to, we have to, I've just sent this bill over to Congress. What's happening in Congress right now? They just fucking ousted the Speaker of the House. Jim Jordan has been trying like Sisyphus over the last three fucking days to become Speaker and keeps getting his shit pushed in. Like they can't fucking settle on a Speaker. Part of the issue here is Ukraine funding. So in his speech last night, Biden said, I'm going to send this over to to the Congress. They're going to sign off on this $106 billion aid package to Israel and Ukraine. I think I looked at it in the Washington Post because they divided out how much goes to what. Four billion of that goes to countering China's influence in developing countries and the Indo-Pacific. Uh, you know, six, 14 billion of that goes to immigration enforcement, kids in cages. I mean, like, it's not just Ukraine and Israel. You have to understand, like, this is all being lumped together because it's part of a larger, like, imperial economic plan. And it's being presided over by the stupidest, oldest people in the fucking world. The most evil, depraved people. <laughs> so look at look at it. You've got dissension in the ranks among Democrats over this. You've got older, uh, established statesmen um, trying to convince the American public to hew the line. You've got the GOP completely in fucking shambles. They can't get their shit together. As I was saying yesterday, if I've learned anything about them over the last week and a half, they're utter fucking cowards and pussies. They just run away and go hide underground until everything uh, goes away. We could be looking at a fucking like 1917 moment. I don't, again, I don't want to like get too (laughs) hyperbolic, but like, I'm just saying, you do have a situation where the like the contradictions kind of clash against each other so strongly that you might have some opening up of a space for a- outside groups to step in, whether they're on the left or the right or the military. I'm just saying who can a, present an alternative? It's a contested. We are about to enter accelerated conditions if this goes on. Now they could wrap it up tomorrow and everything, but if this grinds on like Vietnam, if it becomes a, a multi-year thing. America, as it stands, cannot fucking contain that. It just will not. It'll buckle. It just cannot fucking work that way. The political system is so fragile. It's seen so many fucking like. Yeah, the fetters are about to break, man. Yeah, it just. I don't know. Anyways, I'll stop. I'm sorry, but I'm. No, 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 no. I was just thinking. I was just thinking, man. Like, um, I was just thinking about like you know, this is not only them being decrepit, but also sort of. You you describe those like they're in the groove, right, of history, right, and they're just moving along. It's almost like I've used this analogy before. It's almost like you know when a crab or crustacean is molting, you know, and growing out of its skin and shedding its exoskeleton, you know. Yeah. And they're trying to like they're trying to fit into this shape, right? That's no longer useful anymore, right? It's no longer as taut as it used to be, you know. Right. It's, it's, it's literally it's, it's, look at Biden. <laughs> literally look at Biden. His face is like. <laughs> Like he, yeah. he looks like a crab that lost its shell and then tried to put it back on. <laughs> he looks like a hermit crab, is what we're saying. <laughs> I, he does not look well. I'm just going to tell you well, all that. Uh, well, I don't know. I I do think that like, please don't take anything I just said like seriously. I'm just saying, keep all options open. This is not like 
this is i genuinely think that like these are accelerated times these are accelerated conditions <laughs> this is this is america uh, trying to say that we, we still got the juice bro america's yeah. like we still got like i like i said last night man it's like our last uh, yesterday it's like you know america's just uh america's just at the bar drinking man had one too many and is trying to take on too many guys man at the same time for talking shit yo my little email notifications while we're recording this just dropped down on the screen on the computer screen and it said uh u.s student loan repayment is resumed so they're calling in all their debts to get enough cash together to launch this invasion. <laughs> it's like going around going around like bro i gotta pay for this yeah bro you know i, I launched i gave you two years off i gave you, know you bro I, I i sold you a, I, you know i gave you the eighth yo you know i told you i held you down for a little bit but now i'm coming to collect dog you know yeah, yeah well and that that puts the janet yellen's comments like his speech i like like, as you texted last night, Aaron, the speech puts her comments in an entirely new light now. Because <laughs> yeah. now it's like, if they're saying we can absolutely afford two new wars, it's like, okay, can you though? Like, if you're saying, if you're using words like absolutely, like, oh yeah, we got this. Yeah, we got it. I mean, granted, the U.S. That means, can... that means for the first time you've looked at the books and you're like, <laughs> yeah, we can, we can do that. We can I, do it. Yeah, we just have to... Trim a little bit here, 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 but yeah, I think more or less we're good. You know what I mean? Just cut some social <laughs> services, you know. Yeah, it's like when you got twenty thousand in credit card debt, and you really <laughs> want to make a big purchase, and you like reason with yourself about how you could afford it, and you know full well you're gonna put yourself in a bad position. I, but the I fact think, that you even have to like use the mental, like mental energy to convince yourself, <laughs> right, right. right. Like yeah. You probably shouldn't do this shit. The truth of it, the truth of it is that America can afford anything it wants to because it's the global is, superpower. So like that's the fact. But I think what she's actually getting it is that politically, okay, I was joking on Twitter, kar- karmically, can we afford it? No. Like, no, we're, <laughs> yeah, no they're nah. going to scatter us <laughs> to the ends of the earth. We're overextended, yeah. karmically. Uh, yeah. Malik is waiting at the bottom with his gaping ball wide open right. for us to drop right through that shit. Though. But politically, <laughs> politically, I don't think so. Politically, I do not think America can afford two wars, mostly because there's so much division among the GOP on all this. Mm. There's a lot of division among the left over this. As we said yesterday, that clean break everybody was searching for with the liberal with the Democratic Party has kind of presented itself. But at the same time, you had like justice dims coming out and saying like, no, we should not be sending more aid to Israel. We should be helping people out. of I mean, I don't know. I just I just uh, I guess what I'm saying is that, like, if you are an American and you find yourself like arguing with people about like, why? Why'd you go to that protest? Why'd you post this, that or the other? I do think the American left is stronger on a footing of like trying to decipher and translate how this relates to Americans rather than getting bogged down in uh people's priors about israel and palestine because as i've pointed out many times as tom and i have pointed out many times you have to also consider that a large portion of americans they literally think that the israel on the map is the same israel from 2000 years ago (laughs) that's a a thing that we're gonna have to deal with here i mean that's partially how they write off just the wanton just slaughter of thousands of people and it's absolutely yeah. astonishing it's biblical and, it's biblical yeah. is what it is right well it's also it's just something I, I think somebody pointed this out on twitter and i agree it's like it's kind of it gives up the game that you know something we've said for a while on the show is that american christianity is actually this sort of weird satanic techno religion and the surest evidence of that in recent days is 
uh, American evangelicals cheering on the bombing of Christian hospitals yeah. in Palestine. Yeah, That's dude. Insane. That's insane. Christian hospitals and Christian neighborhoods, uh, Christian yeah. places of worship. Yeah. Which Christianity is deeply tied, like we've said, to the Palestinian resistance movie. If you look at George Havish, people like that, we're Christians. This is, you know? yeah, no, dude, you're right. A lot of this is ultimately about just whiteness. I mean, truly, yeah. a lot of it yeah. is about absolutely, just, yeah, absolutely, like whiteness. Yeah. Like Amer- white Americans have this deep anxiety over the fact, like, oh, we we almost genocided a type of white, you know, Ju- Judaism, yeah. and it's this like deep anxiety that like. That Maybe. Palestinians have been paying for ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I don't know, man. Everything is so fucking backwards and inverted. It is so bizarre. Like, that you have Germany cracking down on Palestinians in the name of anti-fascism. And, and in, cracking and, down on, yeah, Jewish people as well in the name of anti who are protesting, yeah. you know, Israel in the name of anti-fascism, dude. It, I mean, and, and not for nothing, these bastards really set these events in motion in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, I mean, did you really? did you guys see that quote going? I had never never knew this. Did you see that quote going around uh, from Einstein? Yeah. Like when they when they oh I did yeah because there was a woman at that Palestinian protest the other day that that quoted this yeah E equals M C square which one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> E equals MC squared. They quoted him. <laughs> no, they um, when when they created Israel, they asked Einstein to be the first president, and he <laughs> he he, de- he declined. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That is so yo in an alternate universe, dog. <laughs> like Israel's using nuclear power, like completely nuclear powered. Has like, like retro futuristic, yeah, like very were, fascistic fucking technology. They were Trumpy in America or Reagan in America before we were, you know, in a way. It's right. like, uh, okay, let's go down our list of potential celebrities we could get to head the state here. I know. Well, Groucho and- Marx says he's out, so let's go to Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, did, what, did he, what did he say? Einstein, he refused them. Because he said that Minicum Begins Freedom Party was a political party closely akin in its organization, methods, political philosophy, and social appeal to the Nazi and fascist parties. Now, I just want to also compare that with what you and I, like what we had talked about on the show yesterday, about the the now infamous deleted tweet that they tweeted just hours before bombing that hospital where they said Hamas is part of the axis of evil, Hezbollah and their minions. They seek to destroy Israel and murder us all. They want to return the Middle East to the abyss of the barbaric fanaticism of the Middle Ages, whereas we want to take the Middle East to the heights of progress. This is a struggle between the children of light and the children of darkness, between humanity and the law of the jungle. And as I pointed out yesterday... End quote, uh, John Conrad, Heart of Darkness. Yes, end quote, yeah, John, yeah. As we put it out yesterday, this is from Twitter user at Coralio Philly. That quotation is almost <laughs> lifted, copy and pasted from SS Obergruppenfuhrer uh, of the, of yes, the SS, the Nazis. <laughs> the, one, the SS, the one we all know. The one not, we all know. Um who who I guess state, said this to Himmler in 1944. 
The men of the o- the SS were suddenly conditioned to see themselves as the sons of light, that they were engaged in a struggle against the powers of darkness, and it was their duty to feel that they were at all times on duty for the nation, and in a wider sense for the new order in Europe. I guess I just point that out to say, we are living in an upside down world. It's a kind of bizarro mirror world of like both ancient Rome and the 1930s, where... What actually, when they say fascism, they actually mean the opposite of that. They mean the people that are in cages and the people that are trying to liberate them. Yes, it's this. It's this very bizarre. Uh, it's this very bizarre thing now, where if you oppose Israel and its policies and its just again, just indiscriminate slaughtering of thousands of people. If you oppose that in any way, you're anti-Semitic. You support Hamas, who does not support gay people, and et cetera. What it does, it's like I said yesterday, it's this very fascist rhetorical move where it takes the very part of you that is human, you, your desire to not see Jews have to suffer any of the tragedies they suffered in the Holocaust or anti-Semitism, your desire for LGBTQ people to feel safe everywhere they go. All of those things, it takes all of those things and turns them back on you in a way that makes you feel evil for even caring in the first place. And then it calls that anti-Semitism. And that's what, that's, if we're going to survive the next, you know, several years, because this is a marathon, not a sprint, it is genuinely going to take a lot of courage. I don't mean this in the physical sense, although that possibly could be too, but like intellectual and moral courage, and moral as well. courage, because it's getting to like the root of that. Like we all know, like I said, we can just trace the not lineage. Not for nothing. Just... You had a lot of people bow out in the opening minutes on this front. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have renounced my membership in the DSA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving the left because I realized I'm right. morally bankrupt. Right. And we'll take yeah. you back. You can come back, sure. I mean, uh, you will not be given any, you know, platform or ability to mold thoughts or influence any public opinion. However, yeah, if you want to be a foot soldier, well, sure, we'll take you back. Sure. But uh, the thing is, is that I just, I just think that, like, the bombing of that hospital and the fact that he included it in his speech kind of says it all everything that's being done right now the actual function of what they did after they bombed that hospital where they dis- defi- they uh refused that they actually did it and went out of their way even though we all know they've been bombing hospitals and killing people they just, bombed that same hospital yeah. within the past 12 B- days bombed that same hospital just a few days before that and oh. told them to evacuate it the function of that what what they were trying to do sort of like we were saying yesterday, sort of trying to deterritorialize the entire conflict and make it mm-hmm. seem so abstract that like, oh, why would you even care what's happening over there? It's like so confuse- confusing. There's so much fog of war. How could you even know what's happening over there? It simultaneously deterritorializes it in a geographical sense, but also in a psychological sense so that like you simultaneously are forced to care about this single bombing and not care about it in such a way that then you apply that both retroactively into every bombing that happens subsequently. Absolutely. And Absolutely. What, what, it, what it is, man, it's, what it is, man, is that, um, you know, it's, 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 it's falsehood after falsehood where you spend more time debating the minutiae when they just move on to, like, you know, bombing a church. 
right? Bombing yeah. one of the oldest Christian churches in the world, right? And I mean, we were saying yesterday, yeah, too. Yeah, the it's third like, oldest church in the world. The third oldest church in the world, and you And, that, and I'm going to tell you something, that's going to have massive support from American Christians, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the insane thing about it. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's it's meant to beat you. What, is it, what it's meant to do is to beat you senseless, to beat you speechless, to make you question... You know what I mean? Reality. I think I used the example of like making you wear your skin inside out, you yep. know? And a lot yeah. of motherfuckers took up the skin suit and like folded that shit right inside <laughs> out and put it on, yo. That shit and started is crazy walking around to me. with pig flesh exposed and everything, dog. Like, that shit is so crazy to me. And you got all these. These motherfuckers, God is a Palestinian Jew. <laughs> right. I don't Literally, get it. Man. It's insane. Yeah. I, what? Go ahead, Terrence. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no. One thing I wanted to say too, man. Um, I don't know. I felt like I felt like he echoed a lot of like the domino effect, right? Like this idea that um Hamas again playing the hits. Yeah, again, we're gonna destabilize like destabilize um um nearby democracies. And I mean, yo, for everything that he said about Hamas, you could say like you know uh, uh, a thousand times, a million times as much for Israel, right? So again, it was this inversion of what you know is right and true, yeah, and what you know to be fact. But the liberal democracy is the one that has said that they're going to... I don't know if you guys saw this last night, that uh, Israeli police have said that they're going to uh, 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 send um, protesters who are protesting what their what their own country is doing to Gaza. So it's like, oh, dog, so you do acknowledge that Gaza's an open-air prison. You know what right. I mean? Like, that is, the, that is the shining beacon of democracy in the Middle East. I mean, like you said, it makes you... It inverts everything that you know to be true... And is gearing you up more even so than 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 gearing you up, I guess, like um psych I mean it's gearing you up psychically is what it is for war, right? Preparing you psychically. I think that the thing is is people just people have a very hard time internalizing this idea. But the people waging this war in Israel, the government in Israel, the far right government, they are evil, depraved, Nazi like individuals. Yes. I mean, anybody who can simultaneously uh, make tweets about how like this is about the sons of light versus the children of darkness. You know, echoing what I mean? the SS. <laughs> right, right. Who, who? Anyone who can simultaneously say that shit, and then on the other hand, cl- feign this like moral compassion for like the people in that hospital that like, oh, this is what they do to each other. They kill innocent children and and they blow up their own hospitals. Dog, that is straight out of the Nazi fucking playbook. Yeah. We are dealing with evil fucking yep. people. Ontologically evil people, man. And and I don't know, man. What what what's 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 most like distressing, incredibly dark to me is that, you know, there is that sort of in this waning, you know, waning US power, you know. There is that vacuum where it can truly be filled up with these, I don't want to call them dark forces, to like fucking paraphrase Netanyahu, but truly evil, when I say evil people, that want to kill children while making you feel bad that they've killed children. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what we're fucking dealing with, dog. Well, it's, it is, you just see it, like, the continuity of it is so plain that, like, all of the methods and, 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 uh, resources that we employed to defeat communism have now become the very you know powerful like programs of genocide throughout the world and throughout the global south 
And and the thing is, is the United States has opened itself up to a great vulnerability, which is that like the global south led by like China, China and Russia can now basically step in and say, I mean, because it's like that article we read yesterday in Financial Times. Nations in the global south are just absolutely aghast about the hypocrisy of America on this, that like they can basically go to them you know, hat in hand and say like, well, we got a pony up for Ukraine and then basically come back like fucking six months later and say, well, we got a pony up for Israel, what? Yeah, which, no, is, not yeah, which is totally incoherent. That, yeah. yeah, that's just what I'm saying. Like American, it's like the American elite, the American like policymakers, they are that stupid. I cannot stress that enough. We are evil and stupid. It, the, Isra- the Israel government is just plain fucking evil. We are yeah. both evil and stupid. Yeah, to think that people would people would like uh, people would believe in that for as long as you know. I mean, again, and I I guess too, it's 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 sort of like the haunt, not haunted, but haunted not by the specter of communism, but by its disappearance. You know, yes, by so its dis- seeking, specter, by its specter, by the disappearance of the specter. So seeking out, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that is true. they're they're that afraid of the essence. Yeah, <laughs> not even the, not thing even the real thing, not even the thing itself, the essence of it, dog. Yo, dude, I swear, this is why. I think the Democratic Party, right? Whether it's like it's this interesting battle with the left, they're haunted by the Democratic Party's uh, uh, gains during the New Deal, right, and the Civil Rights Movement being pushed to do these prog- like actually progressive and nominally but actually progressive things, yo. The Republican Party, I don't know, they seem to be haunted by fucking the specter of Trump himself, and it's like the United States haunted by this former power and station that it had in the world and is now flailing, whether that means gearing up for war or supporting genocide around the world, installing right-wing governments as it's, you know, as it's fucking done. Yep. I mean, that's that's like the alternative, you know? That's like the alternative, you know what I mean? It is. We're, yeah, we're like, a, we're like an actor that didn't pay his taxes for 20-something <laughs> years and then all of a sudden he goes to the bank, living his same life one day and goes to the bank and realizes he's broke. Mm-hmm. American you know? Wesley Snipes. <laughs> well, I, would I have use, more respect. For, I would go. I would go do my man Wesley. Snipes I could do Wesley that like that. I, was, I love you, bro. I yeah, you like I love Blade, man. I love Blade. I love New Jack City. I could do like that. Dog. <laughs> yeah, I would go do Wes yeah. like that, but somebody else, <laughs> somebody else, somebody that we don't like. Also, yeah, you should. We shouldn't underestimate the United States' ability to like pinpoint the most insane psychopaths around the world. And basically install them in power and empower their own like parapolitical or and you know uh, paramilitary operatives to then go to bat for us on the global stage. Like the United States has been doing that for a while, and it will continue to be able to do that. Yeah. However, it is blatantly fucking clear. And I was thinking about this the other day. This is so weird to think about. You're right. It is like this global. It is this global um, example of like. We took down the Soviet Union. We then raised it from the dead and then installed within its like upper echelons like these uh you know just vestiges of the Soviet former Soviet Soviet Union itself the people who like ran the KBG KGB these gate these brutes and gangsters dog brutes and gangsters <laughs> right but in the process we like like we kind of deluded ourselves and this wasn't a delusion they actually were on our side so to speak like when america invaded afghanistan um it's almost kind of like the matrix like we we fucking slayed the dragon and then inhabited their body and then turned them into like an agent smith for america the thing is is that the world changes constantly this is like one of the central insights of dialectics 
the, it is it is never a crystal. It is never just like this thing frozen in amber and stone. It is always changing. And so the very act of us raising it from the dead and um, at the same time sort of imbuing it with this like anxiety, this empower, this power that it could be the specter of the form its yeah. former self then became our own sort of undoing. It almost released like archdemon, little archdemons, dog. Yeah. Like little other little, like, you know what I mean? Like like other like subordinate spirits, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, you can't raise the specter of yeah, communism without raising the specter of an alternative. That alternative doesn't have to be on the left, right? But it has to be a path that's different, bifurcated from the United States, right? I've been fascinated with this whole process because I've kind of like since Tuesday been just like going back and like reading old Marx. And like this, the sort of central formula in Capital, like MCM Prime, you take mm. money, you imbue it with the formal, you, uh, you know, you you take money, you imbue it with like this this magical substance of capital, and then it becomes money prime, and it's like this weird thing. Like we don't even really know what that third substance is. Is it yeah. a metaphysical a secret thing? third thing? Yeah. What is the secret third thing? <laughs> that might like, be it, the ontological evil. Is the secret third? Yeah, thing. that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. and it, it, it is it's something immaterial. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Something metaphysical. Yeah. And it's yeah, applied yeah. like globally, and you see it happening now. It is fucking. It has finally come full circle. They're all being possessed by these little Agent Smiths, man, and they're running around without a, I guess, without any, I don't know, on, on, on autopilot, man, without any control, you know. Yeah, you the know, it's the like machine, you know. I think part of it is it's kind of a, in their estimation, a broke boy liquidation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the assault on poor and working people in the United States is connected to this Palestinian cause too, right? Like because what's what what do they have working for them? They don't have a ton of support internationally. Extremely poor place. Very dismal, like markers of you know the the average age and life expectancy and all these things that Israel's foisted upon them over the last seven decades. And yet still they plug through, you know what I mean? Just right. like poor and working people here, just like poor and working people anywhere. And I think that's uh I think that's uh that's what we should take inspiration from here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that's the thing, like we have to the lines are being redrawn in a way, and the very terms themselves we have to come up with new terms for basically. Like mm -hmm. I was thinking about that when I was thinking about like, how Germany they're cracking down on on pro-Palestinians, including Jews themselves, and calling it anti-fascism. And it reminds me very much of the Russia-Ukraine thing, how there's really no, there's no tangibility to they any of the terms. They were calling you a tanky, they were calling people tankies Tan that didn't want tanks to go into, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It was just it's, like, wait, what, dog? Yeah, like, we talk talking right. about, I thought, you know what I mean? Like, Russia calling all of Ukraine, like, basically their policy in Ukraine, like, denazification, but Russia itself being led by people whose ideals are kind of adjacent with yeah. fascist policies at least when it yeah. comes to like lgbtq and yeah. race and everything else and so it's like th these terms that we've used for so long they don't even really have the same meaning anymore fascism itself the very term we have to come up with an entirely new definition for i feel like and apply it to what's going on here and and in and in gaza at the moment 
And so I don't know. It's like a slipstream. It's like we're in a slipstream, man. Like things that previously had meaning don't have meaning anymore and have shifted and phased out of reality into something different. You know, like it's not immutable. You know what I mean? Like it's like alchemy, dog. It's it's the alchemy of that ontological evil, man. And that you saw that Biden address. Here's how they've tried to sort of make it all make sense, right? He just said it. He just like Ukraine and Israel are, are. paramount to our na- our national security yeah. like you know what i mean he quit he like he just kind of dispensed with the uh, sort of trying to um you know uh try to put that square peg through a round hole about how like uh, oh in in the crimea region it's like you know the little guy that's getting picked right. on by the empire but over here we're supporting the empire that's picking on the little guy in that in that schematic right so he quit trying to say that and he's just saying yeah, like you said, no, this both are key to our national security. You You're don't right. need to know why. They just right. are. <laughs> You're right. Once once again, man, raising that specter of like, you know, anti communism, but also too fighting against the Islamic extremists, you know. Whether it's harkening back to Al Qaeda or the Taliban or, you know, began with Russia, the you know, the Soviet Union, you know what I mean? It's amazing how they can spin this big tale about David versus Goliath in, in Ukraine and Russia, though. But then when this comes up, this sort of turns that on its head. It's yeah. Like, okay, let's just get down to brass tacks. We need all this made. Shut up. Make it. We're going to war. <laughs> Dude, you're, you are exactly right. Overnight, they stopped with all of their priors on Ukraine and Russia. They even noticed themselves the inconsistencies of it and then just reverted to basically saying, like, no, this is imperative for empire and for you to continue having good-paying middle-class jobs, which very few of us even still fucking have anymore. It's like yeah, that's, yeah. Another, that's another contradiction here. It's that, like... The gains they say we will see from this, we won't actually see from this. People And people will pick up on that. They're playing with fire is what I'm saying. I think that it's... Um, people can see it's the... A ba- it's a huge gamble. Yeah. <laughs> well, people can see the cracks, man. They can see through the cracks, you know, the contradictions, you know. Kind of peering through the same thing I think with, that happened with COVID. It's been happening with the past couple of years, you know. And yeah. I don't, one, one thing I want to say to mention is that, and again, I know we talked about it already, but the inversion, right, of um, of 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 morals, I guess. You know, he he mentioned the word self determination. You know, and it's just like you know, with Ukraine, they'd use that argument, right? But it's not the self determination of Palestinians; it's Israel. You know, so again, it's just the, this decentering of like the people that are actually victims here and suffering. I mean, just historically speaking, let's be straight up, you know, yeah, and making you feel that you're wrong for being in allyship with the people who are in cages you know yeah because apparently that is not conducive to american values not even aims at that point he's speaking this lofty idealistic language you know that's alienated and rising above the ether of history you know what i'm saying or as an ether above history you know well you you already know you you see this in the fact that like 14 billion dollars the same amount that we are giving to israel was sent to immigration enforcement in that package that Biden sent over to Congress. I mean, the liberals are, again, they're doing a very, uh, very, it's... Um, <laughs> Which, of course, is connected to why I saw Sicario 2 pop up on my hood. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> the, they, they are trying to do this. Again, it's like sort of fascist move where it's like they're, they're combining Hamas with the cartels. It basically erecting the beginnings of the fortress state that we've all known is coming because of climate change and everything else. These are how these things are tied together. And it's really astonishing that, like, you have this 
very tangible examples of how little Palestinian lives matter to anyone in the media class and in the establishment political class that like you get yeah 14 billion dollars for Israel and then what was it like a fucking hundred million dollars like someone pointed out there are NBA stars that get more money than that in a year yeah well they, somebody said that that Haas and Twitch stream raised a million dollars for Palestinians and right. like the most the most the richest country in the history of the world can do is a hundred times that hundred million well, dude, it's like it's like when it's like when he was talking about um um Wadia Al Sayum I think his name is. It was the six year old boy that was dude, killed in Illinois. Disgusting, dude. This 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 shit, you know, because I had to I had to make break the sound, man. He had said that he called him a proud American, Ugh. and dude, you know, it's just like man, he wasn't killed because he was American. He also and every right after that, he had said that um. Um, you know, we have to stop anti-Semitism. Mentioning anti-Semitism first, he wasn't killed because he was American. He wasn't killed because he was Jewish. He was killed because he was Muslim, right? Right. But sent, but decentering like once again, you know, making this be about well, if you're if you're not an anti-Semite, right, then you should support Israel. And anything that Israel does is to defend itself because it has a right to exist because of the horrors, which are fucking valid, the horrors of the Holocaust, right? But not switching it in favor of an ethno state, right? You know, or in favor of a fortress state. These fortress states that we're going to be seeing, like you just said, Terrence, that was disgusting. <laughs> basically, that was he was disgusting. he was basically implying, right, that like. He it it was like he was kind of trying to do again like the old man paternal thing like I'm here to tell you that like Islamophobia is terrible and we can't let this run rampant through our country we're better than this and at the same time every single thing that they do just verifies that they don't give a fuck about Palestinian lives and then they come back after the fact and say what well like, I don't understand like America's better than this I mean. You had them up until fucking Tuesday saying that calls for a ceasefire were repugnant. I mean, they're still saying it. Fucking Fetterman, his, like, aide out here is still out here I saying that, like... I would tell you that, something. Like, Somebody needs to cast that fucking ogre into Mount St. Helens or something. Just the <laughs> fires of... <laughs> God damn, what a miserable human being. Yo, you brought, up, you, brought up, you brought up something, too. Uh, you brought up something, too, Terrence. It's like, you know, I don't want to... Uh, uh, I mean, fuck Fetterman, but even to, to not even harp on one person, you know, but like, dude, this motherfucker, man, when they were coming after him for like, you know, Being his fucking, uh, his, his pro core, you know what I mean? Like wearing like sweatpants and like fucking like shorts and shit like that. And we were just all like, I mean, not defending him, but just being like, yo, like, fuck that. That's fucking lame, yo. And then immediately... You know, not even standing with I the I gotta left, be honest with you. you know my most right wing opinion is he is a sloppy fuck. And maybe he needs to put a cup. <laughs> it ain't gonna hurt him to put a fucking jacket and tie. Put a jacket and tie on. My, you know my I mean? most right wing opinion is that he's a clone. <laughs> he's, a, he's a clone. <laughs> like those pictures where he has a mustache and that he's B mustache. And this is not the same person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, it, I, it's just, I don't know, man. The, dude, yeah, it's just the thing. Let me is, tell you, so I'll tell you something about that. Listen, if I, I've known guys. That fucking clean the floors of middle schools that when they step into the house of God on Sunday, they're wearing the best shit that they can. You know why? Because if you're made in the image of God, why the fuck do you want to like show up to Congress wearing a fucking Steelers jersey? Or something? <laughs> you know? So fuck that. <laughs> the sloppy bastard. You know, I just... Too I, sad to fucking uh, do a four in hand? I mean, get the fuck out of here. I think his thing is, I think genuinely he just basically said the quiet part loud, which was that, like, the establishment class, and they are a minority in the United States. The, the vast majority of Americans do not want this. But they have all basically just gone ahead and made peace with the fact that what Israel wants to do 
is wipe Gaza off the map. Now, yeah. the thing is, make it unlivable is what yeah. what Israel said himself. And this is this is the thing. Like on Tuesday night, like the whole thing with the the hospital bombing. What that said to me, like when I realized they were writing the WMD playbook, is what was what was WMD for? The whole point was regime change. That was how they used it to excuse that they were going to uh, not only not only um, get Saddam out of out of there, but entirely remake Iraq. Like mm. people people forget, it. we sent like fucking. Uh, we, we we sent we overtook the entire fucking economy. We set up a provisional government in Iraq. Yeah, like yeah. that's basically what they're going to try to do in Gaza. Like they're going to start by saying like, okay, we well, we no longer want to do business with Hamas, uh, and though they will then retroactively go back and and make it look like we never wanted to do business with Hamas. They voted them in, even though basically yeah. his Israel created the conditions and the playing table. That's who the that's the opponent they wanted. So then they're going to like go in and, and use that as the pretense for basically cleansing the entire fucking area. I saw things saying today that they had they had made plans for resettling them all in Egypt, like concrete plans. Not to mention the fact that they've made the rough crossing and just com- just constantly fucking bombed it mm-hmm. every time people try to like cross and leave Gaza. And again, this gets hardly any coverage in the United States. Uh, the media doesn't give a fuck. The media is entirely, again, pot committed to this project of uh, maintaining this foothold in this region. Um, and so I don't know. I just these are just kind of like thoughts that I've just been having. But like if you saw that basically go down the other night and said, am I insane? Have I fucking lost it? Like, no, you have not lost it. What happened was someone tried to take your skin off and force you to wear it inside yeah, exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. And, and you that, opened up your closet, it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the yes, fuck is this? Yeah, and that in and of itself can make you feel insane. Just that, yeah. that there are even people in this world evil enough to try to do that. Yeah. I I cannot stress this enough. That's basically what we're up against. And uh, I think the, well, the... Yeah, anyways. No, sorry. I mean, you know, just, I don't know, man. I just think that... Um, you know, I know we talked about the pandemic enough and we talked about Ukraine, but, um, you know, this being another um, flashpoint in this future that's kind of we're barreling towards. Uh, yeah, man, it's just not looking good, man. I, I remember the term necropolitics was a word that people were using uh, during the pandemic. It was the first time I heard it. Basically, the political technology of who gets to live and who gets to die, you know, and, um, you know, with the looming climate threat, that's. That's what I've just been thinking about a lot, man. It's it's kind of masked off, and we saw that last night with Biden. I mean, again, that line, man, we are the essential nation. You know, I, for a minute, I had to rewind it because I was like, dude, that's like, that's like Nazi propaganda, man. That is like completely like wholly militaristic, you know. And um, I don't know. I mean, on the other hand, too, like, I don't know, opinions been shifting and changing quicker than I would have thought of. Like, that poll that I saw, like, the NBC poll, like, kind of astounded me. But, um... I don't know, man. I want to leave it on a hopeful note and be like, I guess that's why we fucking organize. But I mean, also, too, it's like, how do you even attempt to do these things when you can't even cobble together a semblance of reality? Because at every minute, they're just throwing you like curveballs, you know? You don't know what's fucking true or not, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, me personally, I'm feeling, after that speech last night, I'm feeling something. I am feeling actually a little more optimistic than yesterday just in the sort of like long-term sense 
Like I, I did not see anything on display that verified to me that they have any fucking clue what they're doing or what forces that they have unleashed or trying to unleash. I think that they, uh, and again, this is, this kind of gets into like, <laughs> did you guys see that, um, tweet that Marjorie Ta- Taylor green had where oh, it was God. like, what my girl said, it was very, it was very obviously a doctored photo, but what it was, was she quote, she, um, sent a photo, like tweeted a photo of someone texting on their phone and the person looks like they're texting a, gl- a group tra- chat called Global Intifada. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's what so she, what sick. She said she was in Congress and somebody took that? Yeah, and someone she was. That? She said she saw that in was Congress. Was Ilhan Omar? Yeah, she said it says Global Intifada. It's an Arabic rebellion and uprising. Photo of one of the insurrectionist phones. These people are not for peace. And then in the follow-up tweet, she tagged at FBI. <laughs> that's so yo that's amazing like, i just also just love like that like again this inversion where nothing means nothing at all i mean wasn't she talking about jewish space lasers like two years ago dog like yeah. just just the most incredible anti-semitic conspiracy theories ever but again it's like the people that will most rapidly or americans that will most rapidly support israel are the most anti-semitic right that's well, in the fa- shadow of trump bro universe. we're back in the shadow of iraq again you know <laughs> They just move with the tides. Um, anyways, uh, I I just want to point that out to say that like the right, the right wingers don't lose sight of this. I genuinely feel like our main enemy here are the libs because the right wingers are such in such disarray, and that could change tomorrow. They could change next week. They could change oh yeah, Daddy years. Trump come back in yeah. another strong man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They could all like, like this. You know, Trump Ooh. almost seems quaint at this point. Like he seems like a fossil from another historical era. Yeah. Like we have yeah, moved yeah, into yeah, such yeah. accelerated conditions that I can't even really see him. Trump is very pastoral right now. You yeah, know? like in <laughs> like uh, the right that's saying something. Yeah, and the right seems so hysterical and and like I said, cowardly. Like they don't want to engage with this at all. That like that's why you have the the liberal fascist basically cobbling together what is in their mind and I think is internally consistent and internally coherent fascist policy where they're shoring up Ukraine, they're shoring up Israel, and they're shoring up our borders and shoring up any possible uh, you know basically what I assume to be going into countries where belt and road initiatives have been worked out and planned and because what I mean what else does that mean in the budget of that act it says 4 billion for countering china's influence in developing countries i mean what are they going to do like fucking are, are they blowing up belt and road projects like you mean what? Chi- like china building dams in africa and shit like yeah, that like I think infrastructure that people yeah, yeah. actually use because the united they owe the united states fucking money to right. the imf from the world bank get the fuck out of here yeah. yo it's just like yo it's like you were saying we were saying yesterday that the libs, and we're saying right now that the libs are uh, this, these these fasc- these libs fat fascists are terrifying. It's like, you know, I mentioned my boss, man. That I used to work for the same guy, man, who during the Trump's uh, airport the uh, uh, airport protest, Trump banning, I think from nine seven or nine Muslim countries. Um, you know, these are the same people who are now are like displaying Israeli flags, right, and posting the most genocidal wildest shit that you've ever seen on instagram and shit like that you know yeah actually justifying right the turning off the shutting off of water uh the food shipments electricity right i mean like yeah man i it seems like i always used to say actually that liberals 
um, that liberals don't believe in the future, you know, and they don't have a long term goal. But I mean, I still kind of believe that. But I also think the way they can cobble together and form like Voltron, you know what I mean? Yeah. When they're when they're like kind of like these like instinctive well, that's, fears that's are threatened. Terrence you know? was talking about yesterday. They are mm. kind of the most bloodthirsty jackals of the bunch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you and know, it's. I, I mean, and let's not get it twisted. It is their Islamophobia that caused yes. that kid to get stabbed. Yes, yes. it's also the right wingers, but we already assume them to be racist, genocidal freaks because they yeah, are. We've written them off. Yeah, <laughs> but like, if the fucking libs are also uh, going through this, I mean, you saw it most distinctly in that Amy Schumer thing, which was this yeah. like. Oh, I guess I actually don't support Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ and all this because uh, you guys don't support Israel. And it's like, actually, yeah, you're right. There is consistent. You cannot support those things and yeah. support Israel. They are wholly incompatible. Yeah. But, but when you've been conditioned to believe that it's anti-Semitism to not support yes. Israel, then like you come up with these kooky sort of upside down things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that Sarah Silverman tweet, man, where she's like... Uh, she yeah. had told you you saw that shit, y'all. I'm sure everybody saw it. Where she ended up um, just justifying, like I guess posting it for somebody else, for sharing it for someone else, but justifying the shutting off of wo- food, water, yeah. electricity, and it's just like, yo. Then in the replies, like has these really cute little like fucking. It's just like, dude. Oh, I was these people. Are, yeah, these people are just literally. I mean, I've seen Republicans and conservatives, right wingers, be callous about atrocities. I expect that from them, but these are the people who weaponize morality. <laughs> And moralism, because now it's about the beheaded babies, fucking lie. Now it's about, like, you know, these people that are thousands of miles away and wealthy, those are the people that are actually fucking suffering, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What about, you know, you know I, I, again, I go back to kids in cages at borders is what yeah. got Biden elected by the narrowest of margins, yeah. right? And now we got kids behind walls fucking bombed under siege every day. And he's cheering that effort on. It's almost like kids in cages and behind walls wasn't really what was. I mean, concerned. At, at this <laughs> nah, point, you can basically take everything they say and just assume the exact opposite. Yeah, they're projecting. Yeah, I mean, All of it is you, projection. You know why they're fucking doing kids in cages at the border? They're fucking blocking people up at the border so that we get a tighter labor market. Uh, mm. Because like. What they want to do is like they want to like basically put kids back into factories. Like yeah, it's, little, it's, little. you're exactly right, dude. It's like they're locking people up at the border. They're so hard on immigration, and the reason they're so hard on immigration is tied exactly to the reason why they're trying to purposely engineer mass unemployment. Yeah, yep. that's the. Th- it is this thing. It is this like thing where they're trying to. You're right. Manufacture a good economy. At the same time, they're trying to manufacture a bad economy because they don't really understand the, contra- the contradictions baked into that. They're, I'm just saying they're playing with fire. And to like continue my point from a second ago, like that's kind of what makes me a little optimistic here. Is that like I am looking around at this motherfucker and it's like I don't know if we ha- if this fucking rickety old ship can fucking Dude, hold. I don't know all if we got shit. the juice. We don't got the juice no more, dog. Yeah, we don't I mean, got the juice. I, I, I guess I say that the reason I say that. All of which is to say that the first and second world wars were uh, like they were crucial to articulating a a uh, leftist vision of the world. Um, And I think that's basically the task. We have to basically articulate a new Marxism, a new communism that kind of like takes these things into account and then proceeds from there. People have been talking about this. How do we actually 
yeah, do this clean break from progressives and liberals? How do we articulate something new that's not just a regurgitation of the old world? How do you know and old forms and LARPing the old? It's like this is the new world. We've we've got we've we're here. Like World War Three is basically fucking breathing down our fucking necks. Like what? Well, Terrence, what's that quote? Uh, uh, what's that? I can never. I'm always bad with these quotes. Uh, history weighs on the mind of the living. Weighs on the mind of the living. That Marx quote, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like we a nightmare. To, we have to wrest ourselves away from like either this, 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 this hauntological past or this like imagined lost future. You know? Yeah. We have to kind of wrest ourselves away from that and formulate something new. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. That's a uh, that's a that is these people i just want to say these people are last night everything that biden said these people are enemies of humanity you know they're they're enemies of humanity Uh and they will take us all down with them into moloch's maw and like i don't know man i just i just you're seeing it you're seeing it in palestine seeing it in gaza and that's i think those are their designs for the future man for everybody you know you know, you talk about that articulation of a leftist vision. Now, there was this tweet that was going around by this guy, some rando dude named Rob Karopkin, who kind of looks like Salmon Rushdie if you put him in the microwave for about 20 seconds. <laughs> Hot and pocket Salmon Rushdie, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, the American left is calling the loudest for a Palestinian state are the very people who'd be the most horrified of what such a state would look like in practice. At the very least, if you want to be taken seriously, they've got to recognize this contradiction. And where I'm at is this, is like, I don't care about being taken seriously by the like the least serious people in the world, even if they are in power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not banning for, for credibility from fucking uh, Joe Biden or anybody else for that matter. That's, you know, at the heart of power here. Right. You know? Exactly. That's how that's how you get to people in his in this uh, in his administration who feel bad about what's happening, feel disgusted even. Right. But. Don't resign. There was that one guy, and for that one guy to resign, who has been basically distributing weapons, <laughs> he right? He's an arms dealer. <laughs> yeah, he's an arms. De- he's an arms dealer, dog. He, he oversaw like fucking- the weapons sales sales program. Yeah, exactly. He was Nicholas Cage of the fucking dogs of war. But it's like you know, for that guy to resign, and for the rest of these people to just kind of just say they feel bad, you know, and weaponize again morality. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. That's a uh... Those people, they're sociopaths, man. You know, I don't, I don't know. There, because there are some things here. It's like, I do think that we should absolutely be loud and vocal about a ceasefire immediately and ending the occupation, and tying those two messages together. Um, and the the thing is, and people get so bogged down in like these like utopian ideas of like, well, we have to unite the proletariat of this that, or like nationalism is wrong and blah blah blah. It's like that's not the point. The point is that we stake out a point that we're driving towards, and in the process of trying to get there, we exploit cracks and weaknesses in the system that we can then perhaps carve out a little bit of our own autonomy and political power that we can deploy against these fucking jackals. And I think that's what, that's the reason I'm a little optimistic about what this, I mean, I'm not optimistic in like the cost, the mental toll, the physical toll. It's going to be very fucking hard, but it is a marathon, not a sprint. And if we have this situation where this grinds on for years, like we will see very different conditions. Who the fuck knows? I mean, 
I don't know. Do you think that fucking Biden will be our next president? Look at that video, man. There's no Yo, fucking dude. way. He's like melting. He's like falling asleep, man. man There's I, no vigor. Just, There's no stamina there. I think it's I think it's a gross miscalculation that that I, really I I do think that this play is at least tied in some way to him uh, an, an easier path to reelection for him. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's I think they're in for a rude awakening, man. I do too. I do. They've you completely know, lost their their youth support. Let me ask y'all this, and I, I ask this genuinely because I I feel like I can't really remember exactly. But does this feel way like, to me? It does, but it could be a faulty memory because you know my politics were not fully formed during nine eleven. I wasn't like a roll woo ha roll let's roll go get them type or anything <laughs> like that. But I just wasn't really. I was just more like my position was more just like kind of afraid for right. the future. Like, what does this mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, more so than like taking a political stance on. Uh, but does this feel more unpopular even than Iraq? Like going in? Hmm. I don't. TL? I don't think so. I genuinely think that um, Iraq was very unpopular, um, and. Partially what broke my brain about that was exactly what's broken my brain this week was this like very obvious disjuncture between and again this is just because I was raised in a conservative small town that my friends and my family and my friends parents had all basically kind of got the you know the software chip put in to where they just yeah, believed everything for, for me it was that Bush Kerry election where I where I kind of had said okay yeah this is bullshit you know same same actually but 2001 i just like i didn't know what was going i mean you know what i'm saying like yeah politically well there i mean i i too was i was only in eighth grade when 2001 happened when Mm. when we invaded iraq i was then in ninth grade i was a Mm. freshman so i was like hell yeah i'm getting political (laughs) but like the thing is is there were people and there was a fucking tweet going around like imagine if after 9 11 people said we should show restraint and it's like the world would be a vastly better place, better place if we had if people shown did that, if we didn't and, kill and there a million were people fucking sa- people. And there were people saying that, by the way. There yeah, there were people, people. Yeah, there were some of the biggest anti-war protests at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I know uh, Eminem led the charge in a lot of ways with Mosh, <laughs> White America, and those anthems. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'll say this then. Is, uh, this is, I think I said this on Twitter. This is the most rabid that I've ever seen white people, and I like came of age during nine eleven, and yeah. that's 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 really terrifying. You know what I mean? And again, the most horrifying of it is not because you know of any qualitative difference, because I expect this from the right, yeah. but it's the libs, right? It is qualitative, but it's I, also just like holy fucking shit, you guys are fucking jackals, yo. I did. I, I said this to Tom the other day. Uh, I hesitate to say it because every time as a white person you say um you know basically something along these lines yeah, you kind of somebody will like, be like white white they'll be like what did you be like white like nigga i know that okay yeah right. sure okay yeah but uh, the vast majority of people i've seen who've been kind of like squishy on this or like well israel has a right to defend itself 
all white. They're <laughs> basically all white. All my friends that are not white are basically like, man, fuck Israel. And I think that kind of just goes to, I mean, it's not, I know it's not that simple and I should No, but it targets like, back to the colonial ties that we were talking about. I mean, I was trying to say, articulate this yesterday and I'll put it this way. I mean, this is why in the black community, right? Whether in black radical groups, whether it's the Black Panthers, whether it's Muhammad Ali, whether it's fucking, I mean, obviously Nelson Mandela, but like, you know, like you see, I mean, Black Lives Matter now, if you want to use a contemporary example, you see solidarity with Palestine because, of course, they're fighting against uh, for self-determination against racial oppression and colonialism. Right. And our so, police tra- and our police are trained by ideas. Yes. And our police are <laughs> trained there, dog, like the fucking uh, the the Minneapolis police officer who, by the way, is a black woman. So, of course, these things are like nuanced and complicated. Dude, she went to Israel to fucking train. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, it I came back and Tyree Nichols is fucking dead. You know what I, I think mean? So, some American police departments even have offices there. I mean, insane, it is it is a very again. I think this is where the left is strongest, pointing out that these these very tangible material ties that like the policing and slow uh, coordinating and social control of uh, what's been happening in the West Bank and then also in Gaza is very intricately tied to how it happens with black communities in America, Hispanic communities. I mean, this is this is a it's a very tight relationship. And um what just makes me think of that Khrushchev quote you were talking about, you know. Um once we begin to unravel that knot, you know, and all of these uh, tentative associations and just sort of like trying to carve or, you know, carve a new way out of that uh I don't know, man, you release some demons, but hopefully, you know, Hopefully, uh, there's you can catch some of them and use it for our for our good and benefit. You know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think that's the thing. Yes, you there. It's not going to be great. I already assume that. I mean, did you did you guys see that thing? We should wrap up here. We're going way too long. But did you see that thing? The Associated Press removed it. Um, but they said four U.S. officials familiar with discussion said American dipl- diplomats became increasingly alarmed by comments from their Israeli counterparts regarding the intention to deny water, food, medicine, electricity, and fuel in the Gaza. That is so... Uh, and But the, the, the part of that that was extraordinarily concerning was that um, they said members of the Israeli security and political establishment told the U.S. diplomats that the eradication of Hamas would require methods used in the defeat of the Axis powers in World War II. One official said that he and others were told by Israeli counterparts that, quote, a lot of innocent Germans died in World War II and were reminded of Japanese civilian deaths from the U.S. atomic bombs. U.S. officials have publicly made similar comparisons. This is, again... This is the point. This is why you. This is why you can't just gloss over the one Those hospital. Those are supposed to be lessons, not inf- instructive, yeah. dog. Th- this is the thing. <laughs> like, they're, abdo- they're adopting all of the same, me- you know, all the same sort of mechanisms in and uh, practices used to, quote unquote, stomp out Nazism, uh, chauvinism, national chauvinism in Japan, and everything, and then basically redeploying it. Under the same basic ide- Nazi ideology, but claiming that it's not against colonialized people and colonialized See, subjects. Uh, it's I, I, I know it goes now. Last thing I'll say though, that's that's why like you know I always think this: the Nazis won, man. The same way that the Confederacy won. It's the, the fourth same Reich, way that man. the victor. Yeah, the, the same way that the victors. Reich. You know, the victors said, "Hmm, you know, they got a couple of things right there." Actually, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. that's the thing. The the reason why is not hard to even discern. 
Mm. Anti-communism. That's yeah. literally it. It's we, the specter we, of anti-communism, dog. We, preser- we preserve the seed of Nazism to defeat communism. And you have to ask yourself, what was it about communism that had to die? That we resorted to those mm. tactics. We unleashed those demons to attack it. Mm. Granted, yes, the communism of that mm. time was not perfect. It was an alternative. However, it was a direct threat to the American way of life. And we have to seriously fucking ask ourselves what it was that was so threatening about that and why would they deploy these disgusting fucking tactics that then become revived and instantiated in this state today. I don't know. Uh, anyways, anyways, uh, I guess that about covers it for this That's week. That's a good note to leave it on, too. That's Barreling something towards uh, something, something uh, grim and dark, but, uh, you know, kind of... Search around for but it might not be, as Terrence said. Not I think be. it's a good point. It, it's it's as it's as exhilarating as it is terrifying. You know exactly. what I mean? Absolutely. It goes always goes back to that socialism or barbarism question. You know what I mean? Well, and but and again, the way that I'm looking at it, I see spaces for opportunity. I see yeah. weaknesses and cracks here that can be exploited. We just have to figure out how to sort of like articulate both a new vision and a new, maybe even perhaps an organizational form. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe what we have now is great. Maybe DSA, we work with that and that's great and everything else. (laughs) But it's also possible that like, maybe that is also a residue or a husk of history. And we have to look at this new, yeah, vestige. And we have to look at this new world we are entering because it's here. It's fucking here. That's it. What we were all fucking anticipating has arrived what is what, what's been building up to for the past couple of years yeah uh, past yeah. decade actually you know? which is again which is why this is so weird that like the trump years almost seem quaint they, they really like do. oh it, that was the calm before the storm weirdly uh, enough they really this motherfucker is talking about anthony hopkins and hannibal and shit like that <laughs> <laughs> fucking talking about how the generals look like shit like he's like they, they are they are in a completely different universe right now My, meanwhile the uh the libs are uh, baying for blood so yes yeah <laughs> okay um well anyways uh please uh go be with other people um yeah. like we said yesterday don't doom scroll. You're, you're going to doom scroll anyways, but you should might as well do it with other people. Uh, have conversations. Be talking about this. Go back to the basics, too. Yep. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, and uh, go and, back. And to you're f- not, most importantly, you're not, you're not, you're not alone. You're not crazy, man. We yeah. are, uh, we are all in the, uh, in the muck with you. And, uh, yeah. You're not Very crazy. much. Very much in the muck. All right. Also, we have a Patreon. Please go subscribe to that. We've been covering this on Patreon as well and commentating on it. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Please go check that out. Until next time, until Sunday or Monday, whenever the Patreon episode comes out, we'll see you then. Peace out.